Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Oh, friend, do I have a treat for you today. Already feel like this might turn into a a two-part series or another episode. You can also find my guest in other places. We'll tell you this later, but oh my gosh, Susan, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Uh, Welcome to, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. I'm surprised we haven't done this sooner as long as we've known each other <laughs> I know right well we yeah we were just we did one for you for your podcast well for your podcast and your YouTube and I'm like what you know, so, yeah some of those times you're like why haven't we done this so it's a gift let's get yeah. you on the show you are such a gift I was actually just thinking about our conversation this morning and I just want to share this with you I feel like you are um you're like a, a perfect definition of like the lion and the lamb you're so like you're 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 sweet and soft and tender and yet there is this ferocious thing inside <laughs> of you and I just love it. You're the perfect combination. I mean, isn't that Jesus, right? He's the lion and the lamb. And I mm. um just having gotten to know you and continuing just to see what the Lord has gifted you to share with people has been really fun to watch this like you're, you're um, meek and humble and yet so rooted in kingdom that I think, I just know that people are going to be blown away by today. So first of all, tell us, tell, um, tell everyone a little bit about who you are. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I, I often have people say, you know, I'm, they don't expect the things I say to come out of my mouth because I sound so sweet and Southern. And (laughs) that's exactly what I mean. Yes. (laughs) Right. And then it's like, and the truth just comes out of your mouth like a sword. And I'm like, well, isn't that what it's supposed to do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so Um, don't don't let her sweet Southern accent, don't let it fool you. Cause this, she is, (laughs) yes, she's got some fire. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a, a business alignment therapist and often people are like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so my background is in mental health counseling. I am a licensed therapist and I've taken that into the business world to equip leaders to multiply their life without burnout. And I talk about life in the sense of legacy, impact, freedom, and energy. Because I find so many in the business space, even in ministry space, right? Just leaders in general 
they just keep pushing, they keep going and they get to this place of burning out. And it's like, okay, there's a better way to do this. And so um, teaching them how to work from God's rest instead of in their own strength. So the burnout doesn't come right. Or if they've already hit that burnout, then we can reverse that in your body. And I, I love the way, Oh, I just love the framework that the Lord has given me for this to incorporate both science and scripture. Cause I, I'm just a science nerd. I love diving into the neuroscience, how the brain works. And it's like, okay, let's rewire the brain to work for you and help you. And, you know, so many times people don't even realize their subconscious is sabotaging what they're doing and they, they can't, um, they can't break into that next level that they want to get to, whether that's impact or influence income, whatever the thing is that they're, they're going after, or they've been called to, and they come up against this ceiling. They hit this, this glass ceiling. And it's like, why can't I go any further? And so we dive into the brain science of it. You know, your, your brain is most likely (laughs) sabotaging what you're trying to do. So I love it. So I'm pretty sure everyone's like, oh, well, now I know why she likes her. Now I know why she's on the show. (laughs) Um, Susan and I actually, the interesting way I really, well, I didn't find Susan this way, but I kind of re God redirected me to her. So as you all know, I went through this neuroscience uh, certification program. And as I was going through it, the Holy Spirit was teaching me things that was not being taught in the class, like from my background and just spending time with the Lord. I was like, wait a second. I'm seeing things that I'm being taught here in this class that is actually written in scripture, but it, but there's more, there's like a a process to it that I'm actually understanding. And so um, in the program, you can get coached live in front of people. And there was something in me though, that I knew I can't, I don't think unless someone understands, you know, we're not, we're flesh, we're soul and we're spirit. I don't feel like the conversation is going to be as deep and as rich as it could be. And so I was desperate for a coach to help me because I wanted them to have a kingdom ear and eye and perspective and to know that the Holy Spirit is the one revealing some of these things and these subconscious things we're talking about. So that's actually, I, I went through the program and I saw that Susan had also been part of that program in a, in a year prior or whatever. And I hired Susan because I'm like, oh, she's going to get it. Like, I don't have to explain Jesus and Holy Spirit to people, right? That really don't speak um, kingdom. And she is so gifted and, and even just learning from you and this kingdom perspective. I use that word kingdom a lot because obviously I would love for you to touch on that. Uh, If you could define kingdom, like in in a phrase or a word or whatever, let's talk about kingdom because I feel like that word can be thrown around a lot or, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. And so what does that actually mean? Yeah, that's a big one. Um, (laughs) that's kind of like asking what is neuroscience? Yes. Right. Explain neuroscience. Um, your shirt says kingdom of religion. They can't see your shirt. Oh, it does. But it says kingdom (laughs) is greater than religion. Touch, just touch on that. I think touch on that. Yeah. Just touch on it. (laughs) We'll, we'll open up that can a little bit. Um, no, it's just, you know, kingdom, one of the fascinating things to me about kingdom 
is when you go through scripture, you know, especially here in the South, I don't know about everywhere, but we're very focused on salvation, the salvation message, winning souls, evangelizing people, nothing wrong with that. But when I heard someone say, Jesus talked about salvation one time to one person, everything else that he taught was the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like, right? So he, his message was kingdom. The kingdom as it is at hand, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. And so religion would tell us, well, that's, that's for after you die, right? Like when you get to heaven, then you get your mansion, you get your, your streets of gold, you get all the, the heavenly things. Right. And, and, and that's where we're headed, that this is not our home. And the message of kingdom is that the kingdom is here and now that we were made for earth. We were created here. God put us here. Our purpose is here. And it's not about waiting till you die to live in heaven, but it's about heaven is here now because heaven is in you. You are bringing heaven to earth through you. And that's what we're here to do. When you go back in Genesis and look at original intent, right? And he talks about subdue the earth and multiply and all of that is under Jesus's feet. Well, where are we? We are in Jesus and he is in us. So it's under our feet and we're here, right? The message of kingdom is that we are citizens of heaven right now. We are ambassadors of heaven. When you look at, um, you know, people like Miles Monroe and his whole message of he, he had this unique perspective that I think gets a little lost on us because we're in a democracy, right? But he was, um, he's passed now. He's in the cloud of witnesses. Amen. Um, but he, he was from the Bahamas who were at one point a colony of Britain, right? So the whole ambassadorship thing well, even like now in the U.S., we have the embassy. When you step onto, say, the, I don't know, the Chinese embassy here in the U.S., you're technically in China. That person is protected by China. They have the resources of China backing them, whatever it may be. And so the same is true of us, right? Our citizenship is in heaven. We are on the earth as ambassadors. So not only are we representing and speaking for the kingdom, but we're also the benefits of heaven are for us right now in this time. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're connected to the storehouses of heaven. We have all the resources of heaven. We have our, you know, our father is backing us and supporting us and whatever we need, he's supplying it to us. And we're just, we're just those conduits that bring heaven to earth. Yes. And so to put some scripture with it, I know somebody is like, wait, 
I haven't heard this stuff before, right? <laughs> but something in your spirit is like, ooh, this is resonating. So pay attention to that because some things, and from a science perspective, Susan, right? Like things that are unfamiliar, they kind of can sometimes seem unsafe or maybe, right? And so this is, again, oh, wait, is that tough? Like, ooh, something's resonating with me and I don't really know what it is, but from from scripture, right? And again, I think so many times, depending if you were grew up in church or or if you are really on this journey, like deep with the Lord now, and you read scripture, and sometimes we can just kind of take it for face value and not necessarily, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but we don't go deeper with it. And so just from what you said, we can look at this simple Lord's prayer, right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come. Okay. So like sit on that for a second. What does that mean? I mean, Jesus was, he was the kingdom coming to earth. He was the, he represented God and his heart and his mind and his, his heart for people. And, um, what does that mean? You know, like, I mean, I think, I think so many of us are on that journey and until we actually do get to experience heaven. Um, I think there's just deeper revelation that we can know that, wait, this is for here and now we don't have to wait for heaven and to die to experience the goodness of God. I think for me, um, when I think of kingdom and I see the message of Jesus, which I love that you pointed out only one time, did he talk about salvation? I mean, Jesus didn't even die yet. So how do people become to believe in him? It was through his miracles. It was through his signs, his wonders, all the things that he was, it was through the freedom that he was bringing people before he shed the blood, right? Like he was showing people what kingdom is really meant to be. I just love going deeper in this and the, the perspective that I think sometimes we miss, we miss it. And then we do get focused, hyper-focused on salvation. And we miss that it's so much more, you know, than I, I, than to get us into heaven, right? Salvation. Salvation is to get heaven into us so that then we are the conduit for other people to say, wait, there's something different about her. There's something different. And I love that we get to do that through our business. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about your business journey. Cause I think that's another thing that so many of the women who listen to the show, like can resonate with, um, you know, there's the highs and the lows. And so, um, just share a little bit about your journey. Yeah, my journey has definitely been uh, bumpy. <laughs> Would be a probably the nicest way to say that. Um, well, I think it's like everybody's journey. You know, we have this idea of success being a straight line A to B, and it's not ever. Like, I don't know that that's anybody's story, right? And so it ends up being this curvy, windy road. And one of the things that the Lord really, really made so clear to me and so real to me because I was getting frustrated with the twists and turns. <laughs> and he, one day he just said, Susan, I just so enjoy the journey with you. It's not about getting to a destination. It's not about point B. It's not about whatever that goal is you're going after, right? Like, yes, we can set goals, but hold them with an open hand, you know, hold them loosely because he can redirect along the way. And it it just became such a beautiful adventure 
because uh, I was very much that high performance type A dominant personality. Like people don't believe me when I say that, but <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've worked with you behind the scenes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just high stress, high anxiety, constantly in performance. Mm-hmm. It was all about performance. I didn't want to disappoint God. I didn't want to get it wrong. I would never say that I was a people pleaser necessarily. Like when people would talk about that, I'm like, no, that's just not me. But I was a God pleaser. Oh, I, <laughs> I literally had this conversation a couple of days ago and a, another mentor of mine, she said, are you a people pleaser? And I, I was like, no, really not. And that's exactly what it came to. I said, but you know what? I can be a God pleaser. Yeah. And yeah. talk about that. Cause I think that might just give someone a little bit of, Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Why we do what yeah. we do. Right. And so we could tie it to science. Like, well, but why do we do what we do? And so often we can label ourselves as ambitious, high achieving, you know, I'm a go-getter. I am, I'm, you know, all that I'm a hard worker. And sometimes the underlying reason why, like getting curious about, wait, why am I this way? Why am I doing this? Talk about that. Talk about being a God pleaser. Yeah. The God pleaser thing is huge. Well, again, it was, it it ties back to religion, right? The list of rules, the do's and don'ts, the shoulds and shouldn'ts. And I was all caught up in that. And, you know, when you look at God through a lens of rules, you're always going to feel like you have to perform. Mm. right? You're always going to feel like I don't measure up. And that's where I was. Like I was constantly doing things and yes, my motive was good. Yes. I was doing it for the Lord, but it was never enough. I never felt like I measured up to his standard and duh, we can't, right? (laughs) Like you don't ever get there. So it's a never ending cycle of performance. Mm-hmm. And thinking that I had to do things to earn his love. And wow, wow. <laughs> um, mm, just that I I feel so strongly there's there's definitely people hearing this who who that's gonna resonate with. Um yes. Mm. So Yes, this is me, right? This is, I think, why our heart, our spirits are connected because we've gone through some, you know, similar life lessons and similar revelations, right? And so for me, I've shared a lot about the garden and how the Lord has used the garden to start to heal my heart. And the very first flower that he gave me in my garden was a daisy. And I've learned lots of different lessons about that, literally from how all the things. And one of the things he revealed to me was your whole life, you played the game of he loves me, he loves me not. Mm. He loves me. He loves me not. I'm good enough. I'm not good enough. I measured up. I didn't measure up. And there it is that performance, right? And so we play this game of God loves me. Oh, I didn't get what I wanted. Oh, maybe he doesn't love me or, oh, he didn't answer my prayer in the time or, um, especially in business. I think we could really do this too. When we're, when we're answering the call, 
where we think we are, right? We're like, yes, Lord, I will do this. And then we don't quite get what we anticipated. Then we can start to question, right? Maybe questioning, did I hear him right? Um, or is this really it? Or does he think I'm worthy? Does he think I'm all the things? And so talk about freedom. How have you been able to break away from that? I have to work for and really sitting in and this like human doing versus human Mm. being, this idea that I get to be who God created me to be. And there's a sanctification process, right? There's that. Uh, But how did, how did you break free from that? Really that bondage of I've got to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was through a mentor that I had. Um, She, she was just different than anybody I had ever, (laughs) ever known. And I'm like, what is going on with her? Like she is clearly at a level of relationship with Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, right? That, that I can't even comprehend that I, I'm like, we don't talk about this at church, you know, like, (laughs) cause again, you get in, in that doing in that religion and she, she would say things like, well, I was talking with the Lord this morning and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know, like she, there would just be these little phrases like that to where she made it sound like he was as real to her as me and you talking right now. Mm. And it blew my mind. And I'm like, you have to teach me this. And she was like, well, it's not something you really teach. Like, <laughs> You know, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And it's like, like when you start dating somebody, right? They're not teaching you about themselves. You learn about them as you're in relationship with them, as you spend time with them. And so one of the things that I started doing was sitting with the Lord And just receiving from him, not going in with any expectation, not here's all my problems. Here's all my questions, not asking him anything, not what are you going to do about it? You know, but just sitting with him with the intent of, I want to know you Hmm. and What I found through that is I didn't know how to receive love. And that's the first thing he started teaching me in that time of just sitting with him was just receiving love from him. Mm -hmm. And it, it, you know, it would be different every time. Like um, there was one time in particular where I was like, okay, Lord, what are we going to do today? (laughs) And he took me back to my wedding day. But instead, instead of my husband being there, it was Jesus. And that, that's life changing. You know, I was, um, At that point, I had just 
gotten remarried, second marriage, you know, went through a horrible divorce, had a long time by myself, <laughs> determined to never get married again. And um, so I had, I had just been married, well, about a year. And, um, and I had noticed myself falling into the same habits um, as, as the, my first marriage, right? Like looking to your husband, looking to your other your spouse, your other person, (laughs) um, to meet needs in me that, that a person just can't. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so Jesus showing me himself as my husband blew my mind, but in an, in an instant changed my perspective of marriage. Right. Because yes, we're the bride and we talk about how we're the bride, but practically, what does that look like? Right. Kind of kingdom. We hear that phrase. Okay. Right. Just okay. Moving on. No, no, no. Wait, wait, (laughs) wait. I want to actually show you a deep, what did I mean by that? What, why? And I think this is so good. Every, every relationship here on earth can be should be a reflection of the relationship that we have with God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And sometimes when those relationships here on earth are distorted, when they're not of kingdom, they're not the way God intended, we can have that disconnect even with God. And so, yeah, I, I, this, um, God is so good, right? And he, and I love what you said that he showed you, wait a second, putting that expectation on someone else. It's, it's really not fair to them. They're not meant to be Jesus to you. Right. right. And so yeah. really enjoying relationship with people that God gives us and knowing where God stands in that. Right. And, and who he's meant to be for us first and foremost, finding our satisfaction in him. Everything else is like a bonus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I know that's huge. And that's, we could go really deep on that. And we don't have the, we don't have the space at the moment, but I just want to go back to your question of what changed that performance mindset. Mm -hmm. And the short answer is just receiving his love, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to, to understand to some degree, like how much he fully loves us immediately will take you out of, I don't have to perform for that. I don't have to perform for that. He Mm -hmm. loves me. He, he desired for me to be on this earth. He Mm -hmm. created me and put me here. That's how much he loves me. Right. He could have, he could have left me in him, but he decided to take me out of him to have relationship with me. And that, that is what changes everything is when you realize that his love is free and it's true and you have the choice to love him back. Mm, That's good. That's really good. I want to touch on the receiving. So this actually came up in a coaching call um, a few weeks ago. And one of, one of the women I work with, she's like, you know, I'm an achiever. And the Holy Spirit just whispered to me, I want her to be a receiver. Mm-hmm. And so often we can wear labels like that, thinking that's this like, you know, that badge of honor, like, ooh, this makes me who I am. 
And so I think there, that there's a reason he highlighted this for you to share that somebody here has been living in an achievement, achiever performance mindset, and God wants to show you what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it tastes like to be a receiver of his love and not working for it. And I can't help but think of Jesus. You know, I love when he's baptized and you know, the dove comes on and and he says, this is my son with who I'm well pleased before he did any miracle before he performed before people knew really who he was. God was pleased with him. And I think someone needs to hear that, that you can, you are his pleasure. You're his treasure without performing. Yeah. Yeah. You are his delight. Mm Mm-hmm. He delights in you. You are the object of his affection. He, you know, I I think about that example you just gave of Jesus. At that point in time, Jesus had just come out of the wilderness, right? And so what had he, quote, done up until that point? He believed his father. That's it. That's all we have to do is believe and then you receive. And it sounds so simple and we so try to overcomplicate it, (laughs) but it's that simple. It's a free gift. Just as you received salvation on a belief, it's a free gift. Everything else in the kingdom is the same way. Everything he wants to give you, it's already been given. The provision has already been made. It's already there. Jesus said it is finished. And so all we have to do is believe it to receive it, which is my word for 2022. So yeah. <laughs> I like feel like it comes up all the time and you're just speaking to me in my heart and like, yes, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And we I'm reading even in John, it's like believe is in their altar. Jesus talked a lot about belief, mm. right? Because he knew mm. he had, like you said, he, what did he do in that wilderness? So, so then talking about that, like, what are we to do in our wilderness? believe that God is who he says he is. And if you're unsure of that and the language that's coming out of Susan's mouth, I love it, Susan, that you saw a mentor, that she had something that you didn't have and you wanted more of it. You knew it was something rich and something life-changing. And it was just like, and that I just want to encourage you is exactly what you are. You say things, if you know, I'll give you a chance to share with how people can follow you and get to know you more. And, and the language that comes out of your mouth, it makes you do a double take. Like, <laughs> wait, what does that mean? And so I, I just love that you saw that in someone else and you went after it. And now that is exactly what you are for people. You are that for me. You challenge me in your on stuff you put on social media. And I, I, just, I just, I love it because you literally have done what you admired. And that is so important for us to be surrounded by people like Susan, surrounded by people who are not just putting a Bible verse up, but are actually walking out scripture. What does kingdom mean? What does it mean to believe? What does it mean to be a receiver? What does it mean to love God and love other people, right? That's like, but in order to love God, we have to receive his love. And so what does that look like? And so Susan, I, we could, we could dive into a hundred rabbit holes and like just talk forever. But I know that already what we have shared today, there is, there is some stirring and women are like, oh, I need more of that. 
where, first of all, one thing that I want to, you to, before I tell where people can find you um, and connect with you for the woman who's in the wilderness, who is really trying to believe, right? Again, you said it sounds so easy. It sounds so easy. Um, what encouraging word do you have to her when she hasn't yet seen the fulfillment of a promise or a, you know, a, a prayer request that she has been just praying to the Lord for in the wilderness, right? Where it's, I think most of her life is in the wilderness, not that it's the journey, the woman that's journeying with the Lord and she's kind of despising it. What encouraging words do you have for her? Hmm. Keep focus on him. You know, I, I, I say this to my clients all the time, focus on the promise giver, not the promise itself. Mm. Don't get focused on the thing, the thing, right? The promise, the goal, the, whatever it is, but going back to what you started with, seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. When you are keeping your eyes locked in on Jesus right? If you're looking at him face to face, just looking in his eyes every day, man, the, the, your peripheral gets blurry, right? It's all about him staying focused on him. I would also say, don't get caught up on the word believe because I find a lot of people question, well, do I believe? Do I not believe? I'm not really sure if I believe it yet. (laughs) Choose it choose it. You can choose it before maybe you actually believe it, right? Because that's what faith is. The the hope of things not yet seen. So choose to walk it out as though you already see it, as though it's already true because it is, right? So if you, if there's a promise in scripture, or if the Lord has spoken something to you directly and you know that's a promise, then start taking the action steps to walk it out as though it's already happened, right? Just continual choosing, Lord, you have said this, so that's what I'm going on. I'm not looking at circumstances. I'm not looking at whatever's going on around me, but I'm going to continue to choose your word is true, period. And then we take oh, action on. Yeah. <laughs> but I just have to show Susan maybe laughing because that's something personal with us in a coaching session of mine. It was, you know, like we can say things about God and we put a comma, but right. And so it's, yeah. it's you know, God loves you, period. No buts. There are no buts. It is, it is what it is because God said it. God promised it. I love that you talk, touch on that too, believe. So when the Lord gave me that word for 2022, I was super excited because I was like, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to believe for big things. And then it dawned on me in order to believe, it means that it hasn't come to pass yet. And I was like, oh, you got me good, God. You got me good. Oh man, I still have to believe. But that means that I'm believing because it hasn't happened. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Um, I I love it. Oh, you are such a wealth of wisdom and um, just a reflection of kingdom. And I love it. And I love the challenging thoughts that you've shared today. So where can my girl who is like, I I need some more of that. Where can they find you, Susan? <laughs> yes, it's heaven to earth LLC.com is my site. And that one hub connects you to everywhere. So you can look at ways to work with me. 
You can get to my YouTube channel from there. You can get to my Facebook from there. <laughs> um, so I would recommend go there instead of me sending you a bunch of different places. I'm going to send you there because my name is listed a couple of different ways. That's a whole nother story, but <laughs> so just to make it simple. LLC. Yes. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes for everybody. Susan, thank you for your time. Thank you for your heart. And I am so excited to continue to see as God uses you to open the eyes, open the eyes of his children and see that God is so much better than we even, we haven't even scratched the surface of what we actually know him to be, but not just to hear that, but to actually like know him intimately. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and and just the opportunity to, to speak with your audience and just, I just want to honor you and the work that you're doing and, you know, the work that you've done for yourself first, like I know firsthand that you, you have put, and again, not about performance, but you've put the work in and in, in it, it shows to other people that you're, you're not teaching from a place of something you learned in a book. You're teaching from your experience and you, you are healing you and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I just feel that so strongly that I, the people that you speak to, there is healing in your words. But the honey of heaven flows from your mouth and that what you're doing is important and your voice needs to be heard even more, even more, even more. Like there's not enough Heather in this world. We need more of you and more of the Jesus. And I just want to honor you friend. Thank you. I got to go somewhere after this. I got to touch Oh, thank you, Susan. Thank you. I just love you. I'm giving you a, giving you a hug. I can't wait to see you in person. There's just so many yes. ways. I'm like, Oh, I just can't wait to squeeze them. And it's going to happen here, here now. Cause it's going to happen in heaven, but here we are heaven on earth. I love you friend. Thank you for that. Oh, I'm going to wipe up my makeup. Um, oh, Go find Susan. She's incredible and your life will never be the same.